accept our confession this morning. We're asking Jehovah Lord that you please accept our worship, accept our praises in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Our Father and our God, Lord, we want to thank you for the privilege to come into your presence this morning. There are so many people out there that would have loved to be where we are at this point, but somehow, somehow, they are not able to make it to such a place like this. We count our privilege. We are telling you that we are grateful. We, are, we still have our lives. We can turn our neck. We can turn our body. We can hear. We can speak. In spite of all the challenges in our lives, we have not had stroke. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, Lord. We exalt your holy name. Please accept our praises in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, Lord Almighty, earlier we confess, Lord, that you are too faithful to fail us. Again, we want to let you know that we trust you so much, and we are telling you that we know you will not fail us. You are too faithful to fail us. Glory be to your holy name, Father. Please accept our praises in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we have come into your presence, O oh Lord, to be for us to have a touch of you, Lord, especially concerning our particular matters, O oh Lord, that appear that they have deferred solution. We want to ask, O oh Lord, that you will please visit every one of us, O oh Lord, that is in this place with such a matter in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You do things by your word. We want to ask, O oh Lord, that you will please, O oh Lord, speak to us by your word in Jesus' mighty name. Father, the Bible says that you send your word and your word heals them and delivers them from their destruction. Words that will bring healings unto us, that will bring deliverances unto us, sent unto us this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the close, O Lord, of this meeting, Father, we ask, O Lord, that every one of us will know that we have met with you in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, precious Father. We give you praise. We exalt your holy name. For we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Somebody shout a very good hallelujah. Amen. The Lord bless my wonderful choristers. God bless you. God bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Which one be that? Be Toro or Boi Toro or whatever. Which one is that one again? Eh? You didn't put the translation for us. When you wrote it there, you should have put the translation so that we will be able to follow you very well. What exactly does that mean? Receive the glory. Oh, say it again. Say, say, boy, Toro, praise God. The Lord receive our glory in Jesus' mighty name. I was struggling with what I would title my message. Now, they started singing, and they said that God is too faithful to fail us. Oh, my God. I said, yes, that is what I should be talking about. I want to assure somebody here, God is too faithful to fail us. And it will not fail you in Jesus' mighty name. It will not fail you in Jesus' mighty name. And so I've brought encouragement to somebody that is here, and you are going through whatever it is that you are going through. I want to assure you that God will not fail you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God will not fail you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And your help is around the corner. It will turn to you shortly. And you will testify in Jesus' mighty name. Please let us open our Bibles to John chapter 11. 
verses 14 and 15. John 11, verses 14 and 15. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. But let us go to him. Now, many of us are familiar with the story of uh, Lazarus, the man that Jesus raised after four days. Now, Mary, Martha, and their brother Lazarus were adult siblings from a town called Bethany. They were friends and followers of Jesus Christ. Now, Lazarus took ill, and it was a very bad sickness. His sisters, Mary and Martha, sent for Jesus, who was across the Jordan. Now, Jesus' response to their situation seemed surprisingly nonchalant. According to verses 5 and 6, the Bible says, Though Jesus loved mother and her, brother and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. He carried on as if he didn't hear the message. He carried on as if he had forgotten them. He carried on as if um, it was not on their mind. He carried on as if they were no more important to him. Now, many of us are in a situation like that. And we, are, we know that we are loved by God. We know that we belong to him. But we have challenges that we express some quick responses. And yet, our beloved father, who has promised us heaven and earth, promised us everything, is not responding the way we expect. We have been praying. We have been fasting. We've gone to mountains to pray. We've attended programs. We have believed. And yet, God is quiet. We wonder, are we still in the love of this God? The God that says his love is enduring, are we still in his love? Has he forgotten us all together? David felt this way many times. On a particular occasion, as we saw in Psalm 13, David had been anointed as a teenager. He was anointed king. He was already in his late 30s, I mean 20s. He was still being chased around by his enemy. It seemed as if God had forgotten him. It was God that instructed Samuel to go and anoint him king. And, but this is not like what, what he showed me, the man must have been saying, what exactly is happening? It seemed God had forgotten him. It seemed God had hidden himself from him. As if the situation will last forever. And so David cried out in that Psalm 13. Verses 1 and 2, he said, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul 
and have sorrow in my heart all day. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Four times in just two verses, he cried out, How long? How long? How long? And, and there was no indication whatsoever in the verses that David had seen. But his enemies was about to get him. In spite of David's repeated prayers, it seems God was unavailable unto him. And so the man was crying out, how long? How long? How long? Are you being in such a situation? Or are you in that situation right now? You desperately call out to God, but it seemed to have taken an extended vacation. You see, you are not the only one in that situation. You have a good company. David was in that situation. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you remember the story of Joseph? God wanted him in a position of influence in Egypt. Now, how did he get Joseph there? First, he had him sold into slavery by his brothers when he was only a teenager. He was carried off to a foreign land. Then he had him falsely accused by Potiphar's wife and thrown into the prison. A long time went by. Don't you suppose that Joseph will have prayed? Certainly, from what we knew about Joseph, you will know that Joseph was a person that was quite close to God. Joseph was the one that was reporting the negative, I mean, evil report of the, 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 I mean, the misbehavior of his brother to his, brother to his father. Joseph walked with God. And so certainly he will have prayed fervently. He will have prayed many times. He will have asked God, get me out of this prison. This is not what I thought you showed me when I was only a little boy. But God appeared not to hear, appeared not to hear him. Finally, an opportunity came to interpret the dreams of a couple of fellow prisoners, two guys that served with the king. The one that is a cupbearer, he was, he will be released and restored to his position. And so, when he was going to leave. The Bible made us understand that Joseph pleaded with him. And Jesus said to him, I mean, Joseph said to him, remember me and get me out of here. Remember me. But the Bible says the cupbearer, though assured him, forgot about him. Now, in verse 41 of Genesis, one rather, of Genesis chapter 41, the Bible says, now it happened at the end of two years that Pharaoh had a dream, which meant that after Joseph had spoken to this man to speak about him to the king, the man forgot him for another two years. Another two years, he was not remembered at all. 
It was not remembered at all for another two years. Just think about it. Two years of your life. And count that, add that to the number of years that they have languished in the prison. After two years, the king remembered him. The question that somebody will be asking. For example, my son. I have a son that will want to ask such a question. Why did God have to wait another two years? Could he not have given Pharaoh a dream, the dream before that time? Why did he wait? Why did he wait that long? And you will see that Joseph spent the better part of his teens, I mean, 20th years as a slave and also as a, a prisoner in Egypt. But you know what? Eventually, by age 30, Joseph became, Joseph came into the palace. And I'm sure that the years that he spent in palace wiped away the many years that he was sorrowing. I want to say to somebody here, God will settle you. Amen. You have gone through so much. You have gone through so much. God will settle you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when God seemed not to be responding, I'll quickly look at three important lessons to learn. Lesson number one, you need to know that God has not forgotten you. Now, it is possible for situations to want to fit the knowledge of God or they, they fade your mind to the fact that God still is still your God. He remembers you. But I need to let you know that God has not forgotten you. Isaiah chapter 49, verses 14 and 15. The Bible says, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and the Lord has forgotten me. Verse 15 says, Can a woman forget a nursing child? And have no compassion on the son of her womb. Even this may forget. God speaking there. He said, but I will not forget you. God has not forgotten you. What you are going through is only a passing phase. God has not forgotten you. I particularly got encouraged when that my sister came out to give a testimony. He said, brethren... When you have testimony, come and share it. Some of the times, those testimonies, they, they, they minister to us more than even the messages that we preach here. When you have such testimonies, please come and share it. When she shared her testimony, I just got to, I concord as it were, that, well, what I'm going through, it is only a matter of time. It will soon pass. It will soon pass. Just as God responded and he did not allow that our sister to be disgraced. Is there somebody here? And it is, it is appearing that shame is tearing you in the face. It will not allow you to be disgraced. Amen. Our God will not allow you to be disgraced. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Truth must be told. Things may not be the way you want them to be for some time. But God never forgets. And he certainly has not forget, forgotten you. Are you born again? Are you a child of God? God has not forgotten you. Please, can you help me tell the person sitting next to you? I think it is very sweet in your mouth. 
it will be sweeter in the mouth of that, my sister. God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. Now, God will give you such beautiful testimony like that of my sister. And so when you are telling somebody that God has not forgotten him or her, you are saying it from the depth of your heart. Indeed, God has not forgotten you. Because in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5, he himself said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Now, from the story of Lazarus that we read, we can see very clearly that Jesus, though delayed, he didn't forget his friends. In fact, they were top in his mind. As he was going with his disciples, he kept telling them, it was like, you know that they didn't have GSM, they didn't have a way of knowing what was happening in Bethany, where Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, their dead brother, were. The disciples didn't have, they didn't know what was happening there. It was the one that was giving them information. It was the one that was telling them what was happening in Bethany. It was the one that was telling them that actually Lazarus has actually died. It was the one that told them. And so if he did not have them at the top of his mind, he would not know. He would not have told them. And so even when the people at home in Bethany were thinking that he had forgotten them, as he forgotten them, no, he didn't forget them. So I want to reiterate again that God has not forgotten you. God may seem rather far, but is very much mindful of us. The Bible says he loves us with an everlasting love. Lamentation 3, 22 to 23 says, the state, I'm reading um, English Standard Version now because you will not find it in some other version. I'm reading English. It said, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The steadfast love of the Lord does not ever end. You are loved with an everlasting love. You are going through challenges right now. I want to let you know that God has not forgotten you. Psalm 100 verse 5. The Bible says, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. God has not forgotten. The second lesson that you must learn is that there is no such thing as instant godliness. There's no such things as immediate godliness. You remember the story of Moses very well. God placed Moses at the backside of desert when he was 40. And God did not release him from there until he turned 80. And so by the time God pulled him out of that place, the man that was gregarious, the man that was very forward, he knew what God wanted him to do, but he jumped before the time the man had become meek. Even the Bible recorded that it was the weakest, uh, the meekest man on the face of the earth. Now, what happened? Between those 40 years, God had to put him somewhere so that he could teach him meekness. Can I say something to you? The person like Joshua will, can never take the children of Israel out of Egypt. You needed, God needed a Moses that would take all kinds of nonsense 
if it was Joshua that was sent to them in Egypt, he would get there. He said, I tell you, God says, come out. And they're arguing with him. He'll just say, die. And that's what Joshua will have done. But a person like that will not be able to get them out of Egypt. So they, God needed a Moses that would be meek. And so that's why God kept him there for 40 years. Listen to me. Godliness is not an instant thing. It takes time. David was anointed as king in his teens. He had a strong faith at that time. You know, he had a strong faith at that time. He was a teenager when he went to fight Goliath. But God, though anointed him, did not put him on the throne then. He did not become substantive, as it were, king when he was 19. He didn't become the king. He didn't get to the throne when he was 20. He didn't get to the throne when he was 22. He didn't get to the throne when he was 25. He didn't get to the throne when he was 27. He didn't get to the throne when he was 29. No. All through those years, he was running from cave to cave. He was running for, from Saul, who was going to kill him. So during that period, David had to learn how to wait. So there's nothing instant about godliness with God. You have to be taken through the meal. Unfortunately, we are, we are usually not ready for that because we are used to instant things. Somebody who has just gone to mess up very terribly will not just rush to God and say, God, Father, God, Father. You just messed up now. We have not even settled that. You have not even asked for forgiveness. And you just thought that you can just rush down and begin to, okay, now we are not going to kill you yet. We are going to just allow you to cool down for some time. And the prayer will be prolonged, will be prolonged until you learn your lesson. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. And so when it seems like God is far away, I want to encourage you, hang on. Somebody say, hang on. Hang on. Please tell the person where I say, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Praise God. When you think that God is too far away, please hang on. And allow God to do his perfect work in you. He hasn't forgotten you. And he will, he's too faithful to fail you. He will not fail you in Jesus' mighty name. Number three, you persist in faith and prayers. Three, I just told you only three lessons to learn. You persist in faith and prayers. You keep trusting God in spite of everything. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35. The Bible says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which had great recompense of reward. Don't cast your confidence in God away. Keep trusting him. Don't cast your confidence in, in God away. Jesus says something. Jesus said, blessed are those that are not offended in me. I'm talking about those, if God, Jesus is not coming quickly, they run away. Those are the people that he was referring to. He said, blessed are those that will not run away because I'm not coming as quick as they want. Don't cast away your confidence because the Bible says it had great recompense. In Psalm 102, verses 3 to 11. Psalm 102, verses 3 to 11. 
David recounted his woes. And they were indeed very many. He was talking about what he was going through, what the enemy was doing to him and all that. His woes were very many. And you will think that David will give up. No, he didn't give up. He's used to this God. He didn't give up. He went on to praise God in verse 12. From verses 1 to 11, he was complaining and complaining. But by the time he got towards verse 12, he was saying, no, 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 let me change my style. He went praising God. He spoke about God and said, but you, O Lord, you are enthroned forever. You are remembered throughout all generations. You are God now. Are you not God? You are enthroned forever. No one can take your, he began to eulogize God. And verse 13 of that scripture says, but thou shall arise. After toasting God very well, he now told God, it is time for you to do that thing. He said that thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. He said for the time to favor her. Yea, the said time is come. Thou shall arise. This is the way to go with God. When it appears like God is not coming as early as you want, begin to praise him and just remind him because he does it. That's the way he does it. He does it, it will arise and have mercy upon you. It will arise and have mercy upon you. It will arise and have mercy upon you. Tell him, the sad time is now. I pray for somebody here. The Lord will arise for you. The Lord will arise for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Going back to the story of Lazarus. In John chapter 11 verse 15. John chapter 11 verse 15. Jesus that was behaving as if he didn't want to mind Lazarus. But that verse 15, he said to his disciples, he said, but let us go to him. Who? He was already dead, but he said what? But let us go to him. Let us go to Lazarus. He told his disciples, let's go to Lazarus. Let's go and attend to the matter of Lazarus. Now, it was time for Jesus to turn to Lazarus at that time. And so that's why he said, let's go to him. Let's go and at attend to him. He was simply saying concerning Lazarus, the said time has come. I am speaking to somebody here. God in heaven, Father, Son, and the Spirit, they are agreeing to come and attend to the matter of somebody here. They are agreeing, they are saying, let us go to him. Let us go to him. Let us go to that guy. See, he has suffered long enough. Let's go to him. He has suffered long enough. Let's go to him. Let's go to him. God is speaking concerning somebody. And help is actually on the way for somebody here in Jesus' mighty name. Help is on the way for somebody here in Jesus' mighty name. Help is on the way. For somebody here in Jesus' mighty name. Because the Bible says that the Lord will arise and have mercy upon somebody here. For the set time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. I pray for somebody who has been waiting for God. You have been waiting for that intervention for quite some time. Your set time has come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when the set time came for Joseph, the prison could not hold him any longer. When the set time came for him, a problem arose in the palace. When the set time came for him, the man who forgot him was forced to remember him. 
I pray for somebody here. Your set time is here in Jesus' mighty name. Your set time is here in Jesus' mighty name. Whatever had killed you up until now will not be able to hold you anymore in Jesus' mighty name. The person that should do something concerning your matter, it will be forced to remember you in Jesus' mighty name. Only God knows how long Esther had prayed. Being a slave girl in a foreign land, only God knows how long she had prayed for a husband. We don't know how old Esther was, but only, the only thing that we have is that it was actually a virgin. But we wouldn't know how long it was. But somehow, somehow, it might have been praying, or it will have, she would have been praying. But when a set time came, the incumbent king, queen misbehaved. A vacancy was created, and Esther became the new, king, the new queen. I pray for somebody here. Your set time is here. If anybody is sitting on your seat, that person will vacate that seat in Jesus' mighty name. Your set time is here. If somebody is blocking your way, that person will leave your path in Jesus' mighty name. Your set time is here. God will force some people that will not want it to come to pass. He will force them out of the way in Jesus' mighty name. Hannah has suffered reproaches for many years because she could not have a child. But when a set time came for favor, God had her and she had Samuel. Now, I pray for somebody that is here. Your set time is here, and you will have your Samuel in Jesus' mighty name. Like I've said to you many times, your Samuel is anything that you have been asking for for too long, and it appeared like they were not coming. That Samuel will come unto you in Jesus' mighty name. In Luke chapter 13, verses 11 to 17. Luke chapter 13, verses 11 to 17. A woman was in a bad situation for 18 years. Satan was the one that was troubling her. I don't know how many of you that Satan may be troubling right now. Satan was the one that was troubling this woman. But when a set time for deliverance came, even Sabbath, Sabbath could not stop Jesus Christ. Jesus had to break protocol to attend to her matter. I want to say to somebody here, you're somebody here, you're somebody here, whatever protocol that must be broken, that your set time may be fulfilled, let those protocols begin to get broken right now in Jesus' mighty name. And so Jesus arrived Bethany. He said, let us go. He eventually arrived Bethany. And everyone there thought it was too late. They thought it was too late. The sisters of Lazarus said, if he had come earlier, now it would have been okay, master. I know you are a good man. If you have come earlier, it would really have been okay. But can you not see? It is too late. But can I say something to somebody here? God is never too late. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. God is never too late. When we are feeling the thing that we are feeling, it is not usually very pleasant, but I want to tell you that God will show up for you eventually. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They told Jesus Christ, it is too late. Don't bother anymore. 
You remember the story of Jairus. He went to call Jesus Christ so that he could come and heal his daughter that was ill. Now somebody, when they were coming, somebody kind of stole miracle. You remember that story? Somebody stole miracle from Jesus Christ. That was the woman with the issue of blood. Because they will have come, they will have gone. The person stole miracle and Jesus said, oh, oh, who is that? And while they sorted that out, it was time for them to continue in the journey. Then people came from the house of Jairus and they said unto Jairus, don't bother the master anymore. Hey, since your daughter is already dead, don't bother him anymore. It is too late. That's what they were saying. Forget it. It is too late. But can I say something to somebody again? God is never too late. So the moment Jesus, he dropped, he heard what they were saying to the man. Jesus didn't mind them. Jesus told the man, no mind them, oh. No mind them, oh. Don't let them spoil your faith, oh. Come, make we go. Now, they went. They continued their journey. By the time they got there, Jesus told them, that girl is only sleeping. They said, yeah, yeah, man, don't come again. The Bible says they laughed him to scorn. See, that is what the enemy will always do. He wants to put us, he wants to embarrass us, just want us to, want to laugh at us. But let me tell you something. They might have been laughing at you. Those who were laughing at you, they will come back to laugh with you. If they refuse to laugh with you, the Lord will remove them completely. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible said they laughed him to scorn, but Jesus entered into the place. And by the time he told the guy, he said, girl, get up. And the Bible said the girl get, came up. And by the time they came out, the Bible said they were astonished with great astonishment. See that English? That kind of grammar they're going to speak out on your behalf. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, some grammar day, when confusion don't land, they're going to speak out. They're going to speak out now. When they thought that you will, you will be finished the way you are, when something starts happening in your life, then go speak grammar. They said they were astonished with great astonishment. Now, so it will happen to you in Jesus' mighty name. I have a young lady that has been with me many years. We were together in a particular church that I left in 2002. Way back that time, we had been praying for her to get married. Way back that time. She was already, she even had a master's degree. And no job, no husband. We kept praying and praying and praying and praying and praying like forever. But we kept encouraging her. I left the church, we see we're in church. We kept encouraging her. Eventually, since she didn't have a job, she decided to go and have another master's degree. She did master, the second master's. No job, she decided to do PhD. She finished PhD. That was when God started with her. Do you know she's either in Australia today, England tomorrow, US another day, because the course, the, 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 the course that she teaches in Unilag is something that she gets grants from all over the world, all over the world for researches. And so she's all globe trotting. And so God settled it. She's very comfortable. She's doctor right now. Very comfortable. God settled that matter. And we now started thinking, when husband will come, one faithful day, one guy when they I am eventually talk. One nice guy 
I was at that event, and we all thank God for her. She's 60, I mean 47 right now. But you see, the truth is this. It appeared that nothing good could ever come out of her life. But if you see her right now, she's a completely different person. Married with a fantastic job. She's all over the world right now. Let me say something to you. Don't give up. Don't give up on God. It appears like God will not come up for you. Just wait a little. It will certainly show up for you in Jesus' mighty name. Why? Because it does not ever come late. The Bible made us to understand in John chapter 11, verses 43 to 44. John 11, verses 43 to 44. The Bible says, and the Bible says that um, Jesus got to the grave and he cried with a loud voice. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. In verse 44, the Bible says, and he that was dead came forth. Something to prove that God is never too late. If God does not come too late, then it is, no, it is not too late for me. It is not too late for me. I want somebody to say, it is not too late for me. It is not too late to get a good life. It is not too late to have my prayers answered. For some of us, it is not too late to have your children. It is not too late to get a good job. It is not too late to get a husband. It is not too late to get that car. It is not too late to build that house. It is not too late to carry your baby. Now somebody get ready to carry your Samuel. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The mercy of God make any time to be your set time. Anytime God shows you mercy, that becomes your set time. Now, it doesn't matter when they say, and some people will tell you, it is this program like this. The Bible made us understand in John chapter 2, Jesus said, my time had not come, but they had a need in that place. And mercy compelled Jesus Christ to do what ordinarily he would not have done. And so I tell somebody, what you need to ask for is mercy. Keep asking for mercy. And God will reprogram time. And it will make it your set time. Rise to your feet and let us pray. Lift up your two hands and appreciate God. Give him praise this morning. Give God praise this morning. Give God praise this morning. Father, we give you praise. We exalt your holy name. We are grateful to you, Lord. You are a good God. You are a kind God. You are a faithful God. You are a wonderful God. We give you praise, Lord. 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 We'll magnify your holy name. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, King of glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. What God is waiting for is for somebody to surrender unto him. And he will show you his mercy. He's just waiting for you to say, Jesus, I surrender unto you. And he will show you his mercy. And when the mercy of God comes, that time becomes your set time. The thing that you have been struggling all these years for, your set time just suddenly appears. Let's all heads bow, be bowed. Now, if you're here this morning and you want to surrender unto Jesus Christ, I just want to pray for you right now. Wherever you are, 
I'd like to pray for you in case you're there. You want to say, Jesus, I surrender unto you. I want to pray for you right now. Can I see your hand up if you're there? And you are saying, God bless you. Can I see your hand up if you're there? God bless that hand. God bless that hand. God bless that hand. Can I see your hand up? God bless you. God bless you. You are there. And you want to say, Jesus, I surrender unto you. When you surrender unto Jesus Christ, it suddenly remembers you. It shows you mercy. And that time, this time becomes your set time. If you're there and you want me to pray for you, you want to surrender unto Jesus, let me see your hand up very well. I'm about to pray right now. I'm about to pray right now. Are you still there? Are you still there? Why don't you lift up your hands and surrender unto Jesus Christ? Which one is easier? You lift your hand and surrender unto him or you continue to struggle? Which one is easier? If I were you and I know that I need to do it, I will surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I'm still waiting for you. God bless you. God bless those hands. God bless those hands in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wherever you are, I'd like you to say after me, if you want to surrender, your God bless you. You want to surrender your life unto Jesus Christ, wherever you are, I'd like you to say after me, Lord Jesus, I can't hear you. I'd like you to say, Lord Jesus, this morning, this morning, I surrender my life unto you. I ask that you will please have mercy on me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give me a new beginning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give me the power to stay with you forever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, forgive all my sins. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, write my name in the book of life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you almighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. If you said that prayer from your heart, come forward right now. If you said that prayer from your heart, come forward right now. We're going to pray shortly, but if you said that prayer from your heart, I'd like to receive you in front right now. The Lord bless you. Can we put your hands together for Jesus? Put your hands together for Jesus. If you said that prayer... Whether you lift up your hand up or not, if you said the prayer, come right now. I am waiting for God bless you. God bless you. If you said that prayer, you said that prayer, come right now. I'd like to shake hands with you. The Lord bless you. You said that prayer, come right now. I'm still waiting. Is there somebody still coming? Come right now. The Lord bless you. God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. One prayer, just one prayer. I told you, if God shows you mercy, it will arrange time for you. It will make now your set time. Can you remember the case of um, Hannah? She didn't ask if that was her set time. She was simply asking God to show her mercy. And God showed her mercy. And he made that time her set time. Are you willing to pray this prayer? You are going to say, Father. Amen. Say, Father. I am here this morning. I am here this morning. Have mercy on me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My Father, my God, Lord, I'm here this morning. I'm here this morning. Oh, Lord, my God, I am asking that you please kindly have mercy. Have mercy on me.
have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I am here, O oh Lord. I have my trust only in you and you alone. You are my God. You are my deliverer. You are my help. You are my shield. You are my God. You alone are the one that I put my trust in. Have mercy on me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. It is you and you alone that I know. My Father, my God, please have mercy. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We exalt your holy name. Lord, we have come into this place this morning with high expectation. Our expectation is that you will look down from your throne and you will just have mercy on us. We don't have any other one to go to. We don't have any other God. We don't have any help anywhere. You alone are our God. The only one that we recognize. Who else can help us but you? This morning we are asking Jehovah Lord that you will have mercy on us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father. We give you praise. We exalt your holy name. Lord, I thank you so much for this, my friends in front. Lord, I ask Jehovah Lord that you will please accept them unto yourself in Jesus' mighty name. Forgive all their trespasses in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father, for we prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Please come and sanitize my hand before so that uh, they, will, they, will, they will have the confidence to shake my hand. I'm sanitized too. <laughs> the Lord bless you. My brother, the Lord will keep you. The Lord will answer your prayers. He will help you. God will help you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you. Thank you very much. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can we please be on our feet and just stretch forth our hands to our Father in the Lord that God has used to bless us this morning and say, Father, increase your grace upon him in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember him also. 